Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. Americans are drinking more coffee than ever before, and not just because fears of coronavirus are keeping them up at night or they suddenly find themselves desperately in need of an energy boost as they navigate a quickly evolving landscape filled with new demands that strain their work-life balance. Rather, new research from the National Coffee Association reveals that even before COVID-19 landed on U.S. soil, more Americans were reaching for the beverage as a source of energy, comfort, and normalcy, as well as a way to socialize and explore new experiences. This uptick in interest is creating new opportunities for coffee shops and CPG brands that President and CEO of the National Coffee Association, Bill Murray, says will help sustain the industry during and after the current pandemic, as well as through any longer-term impacts of the disease, such as an economic recession. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, Murray shares data from NCA's massive National Coffee Data Trends Report about how consumer interest in coffee is evolving, including who's reaching for coffee, what types of products they prefer, where they're buying it, and how this compares to other beverages and past behaviors. He also shares strategies to help food service and CPG coffee providers not only survive, but thrive during the current pandemic, as well as where he sees the category going in the longer term. Every year since 1950, NCA's National Coffee Data Trends Report has taken a deep dive into who is and isn't drinking coffee, how they like their coffee, where and when they drink it, and how this has changed over time. This year, the trade group surveyed more than 2,800 Americans who span across generations, geographic regions, and ethnicity, and who report drinking something other than tap water the day before they were questioned. According to Murray, their answers are a virtual treasure trove for industry players looking to meet evolving consumer demands. One of the things that is most useful is people can look for opportunities through this research. You know, what is new? What is up and coming? Um, And we make the report available in a number of different ways. So there's a written report but we also make it available as sort of a mini online database. So people can ask their own questions against the data. So for example, if you're a regional coffee company, you can cut a subset of the information and you can see if something that everybody thinks is very popular is taking hold in your region. You can look and see what age groups are creating these new opportunities. So you could target your advertising or your marketing. So really this is a way to look overall across the years. What are the new things that are out there? What are the mature market segments? And how can you adapt your business consistent with your business objectives and where the market is going? So where is the market going? Well, according to the report, it's going up both in terms of the number of Americans drinking coffee and the quality of the beans, beverages, and experiences that they're seeking. Uh, 62% of Americans are drinking coffee every day. 
70% of America's drink, Americans drink coffee at least once a week. So, you know, it's pretty amazing that for such a mature beverage category with such high penetration, these numbers are, are where they are. Overall, coffee drinking on a daily basis is up about 5% since 2015. Um, an individual consumer, he or she might be motivated by different things over the course of one day. So you might get up in the morning and drink your cup of coffee because you're a functional coffee drinker at that moment. You want your caffeine kick later in the afternoon you might go out with somebody and you're socializing and you're in a coffee shop. But we are seeing a greater interest in gourmet coffee and espresso-based drinks uh, and a growing awareness and interest in things like organic coffee, environmental certifications, um, and even the health aspects of coffee. Uh, over the last couple of years, there's been more and more information, uh, all from independent sources, about how healthy coffee can be for you. Just to put this increase in context with other common beverages, NCA reports that coffee is the United States' favorite beverage, with, as Murray noted, 62% drinking it daily compared to only 47% who drink tap water daily, 54% who drink bottled water daily, and 41% who opt for soft drinks daily. According to Murray, customers' love of coffee cuts across generations, but what type of coffee they reach for and where they buy and consume it varies greatly depending on their age. Um, one of the things that's really interesting is overall coffee drinking increases as people get older. Um, I know it's been true for me. I, I think when I went away to college, that's when I first started, so I went from drinking very little coffee to drinking more coffee, um, and perhaps as we get busier with our lives and we, we take on more responsibilities, we drink more. But what's interesting is at the same time, even though overall consumption increases as, as you grow older, Americans under 40 are increasing their coffee drinking faster than older folks. Uh, consumption for people under the age of 40 is up about 10% over the last five years. And younger coffee drinkers are really big motivators, if you will, to help the industry and the business go in different directions. They're pushing the premiumization of the business. They're looking for more espresso based beverages, cappuccinos, your lattes. And so just as we, we talk about you know, Gen X and millennials reshaping our larger world, we're also helping to reshape the coffee world as well. Specifically, the report found that young consumers aged 18 to 24 years are more than four times more likely to opt for a macchiato than those older than 60 years. Similarly, Americans aged 25 to 39 years are more likely to drink straight espresso than those older than 60 years, with 22% of the younger group drinking at least once a week, compared to just 7% of their elders. Murray attributes some of these differences to the rise of the coffeehouse culture in the U.S., which likely appeals more to younger consumers. Coffee shop culture 
is a very important aspect of this. About 60% of coffee drinkers between the ages of 18 and 24 drink their coffee away from home compared to just about 25% of coffee drinkers over the age of 60. I think this is probably partly related to the interest of the younger generation in espresso and espresso-based beverages that are difficult to make at home. And I think this relates, in a way, to customization of coffee. I think as generations, as we look um, at younger generations, we see more of an interest by those generations in customizing their coffee. And that can best be done in a coffee shop environment. Age also heavily influences when consumers are most likely to drink coffee. According to the report, 9 in 10 older coffee drinkers have a cup at breakfast, compared to only 7 in 10 18 to 24-year-olds. Similarly, younger people are twice as likely to consume a coffee beverage at lunch than someone older than 60 years. And finally, the report notes Americans older than 40 are more than twice as likely than millennials to drink coffee in the evenings. As illustrated by this generational divide among coffee preferences, Murray says the coffee industry is constantly reinventing itself and creating opportunities for different segments and players. For example, he notes that the report found 48% of daily coffee drinkers are buying their beverages at quick service restaurants, cafes, and C-stores. He also sees opportunity for CPG players to appeal to consumers with on-the-go options. Coffee gets reinvented over and over again. And whether it's the industry, the business people, the entrepreneurs or consumers, every generation gets to make coffee their own way and and do something innovative about it. In my house, I have a single cup machine. I have an old-school percolator. I have a French press. And now I have a bean to cup machine. So I think what we're going to see is this convenience factor, this portability factor. You know, we were were talking a moment ago generationally about coffee shop culture. One of the things we also see generationally is younger generations like the RTD beverages. They like to walk into a convenience store take a couple of bottles off the shelf, put them in their backpack, take them with them, and then have them whenever they want. So I think there is the potential to see that move into the uh, the home. It's a little early yet to say too much more about that, but I think it's a good place to keep your eyes peeled. And if you wanted to look for opportunities as a business, that is certainly one place I'd be looking right now. Another development that Murray says he's watching is the rising demand for specialized equipment, machinery, and product development that'll make it easier for consumers who want specialized and premium coffee drinks to make them at home. In the short term, this likely will be propelled forward by the current calls to stay at home to slow the spread of COVID-19. At the supermarket on the CPG side, this is also creating opportunity if you look at the typical supermarket coffee aisle, it's a completely different experience than it used to be 15 years ago because consumers are really overlapping their takeaway experience with their at-home experience. So 
I, I think the starting point for this conversation is the good news is the CPG companies are levering this idea of customization, of premiumization, where consumers are looking for gourmet beans. And now if you go to the typical supermarket, you'll see a lot more range in terms of options, both for value-based consumers, but also for those who appreciate who appreciate gourmet. While social and physical distancing could be a boon for CPG coffee that can be made or consumed at home, it's potentially devastating to coffee shops, restaurants, and businesses that rely heavily on foot traffic. But Murray says there are many strategies that restaurants, cafes, and C-stores can employ to help maintain their business even during the pandemic. My heart goes out to everybody right now who's got a restaurant, who's got a business, and they're they're trying to figure out what they should be doing. um, Even with social distancing, we have these opportunities for drive-through, for curbside delivery, and for app-based ordering. So for folks who used to get their coffee at a coffee shop or a quick-serve restaurant or a convenience store, uh, there's a lot of opportunities here to pivot and try to make something out of this a really terrible situation. Um, it's pretty remarkable, but about 25% of people who are ordering coffee out in any given week are using an app. So we're seeing since 2018 about a 10% jump in app popularity. Um, I was out yesterday. I, I stopped at an independent coffee shop, um, and they are scrambling very quickly to leverage their app and to do this type of thing to stay in front of their customers and to keep their business going. So I think this is something that, as tough as it is, I'd like to hope that it creates an opportunity. And I think those coffee shops and entrepreneurs who can embrace technology, meaning can they communicate with their customers, can they serve them comfortably through a technology platform and there's a number of them out there? Um, they have an opportunity to, to certainly stay connected. We're seeing a variety of shelter-in-place orders across the country, and they're coming locally or at the state level. Food and agriculture is part of the country's critical infrastructure, and coffee is part of that. Uh, so... Coffee companies, I think, in the very short term, are concerned that there is some sort of clarification about whether they should be operating, and they should, what their status is under these different regulations. And then, of course, even more importantly, how they keep their workforces safe, social distancing inside the workforce, inside the workplace, and the other types of measures recommended by the CDC. There's certainly been uh, very high demand on the grocery side lately. Murray is confident that once Americans are able to come together again, they will do so over coffee at cafes and restaurants, even if the economy slides into a recession, as some experts expect. Over the years, at overall coffee consumption, um, years when there certainly have been dramatic events, you know, there are... Uh, certainly sort of gradual ups and downs in consumption. But people's coffee consumption 
remains a, a very steady and important part of the law. Now, whether they move from drinking their coffee one way to another, whether they make some changes in the type of coffee they're drinking, uh, it's just really too early to say. Uh, we know that there are a lot of opportunities, but it's you know it's going to be a two-month recession, a ten-month recession. Um, I, I just couldn't predict uh, where this might take us. I think um, there's an aspect of this which is, I think, fairly simple. We are social animals, if you will, right? I mean, our constant need to communicate, to be with other people, um, the, the word of the month is social distancing. And people have only been social distancing for a little over a week in some places, a couple of weeks, and they're struggling with this. Um, at some point, this is going to be over. And I think even with the economic implications, I think people will need to socialize. And it's part of the lexicon. How do we socialize? Elizabeth, let's get together for a cup of coffee. So you, you do that in a coffee shop. You do that in an environment where you're comfortable. You know, the coffee is a community. Some folks may come out stronger. Some may make some business shifts. Uh, but all in all, I think this need for us to socialize, socialize in comfortable places, familiar places. I think this is going to bring back the coffee shop business that has been hit right now. It's it's part of who we are intrinsically. Well, it's hard for some to see past the immediacy of the coronavirus or the potential longer-term impact physical distancing might take on the economy. Murray sees significant opportunity for innovation and growth in the coffee industry in the coming years. I see uh, an increasing uh, number of upscale or premium choices as consumers continue to learn about coffee and appreciate the different flavors and the nuances uh, that are out there. I do think, uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier, I think the RTD segment has a lot of room to grow. So I think between customization, having my coffee my way, whether that's a location or a type of coffee, um, and uh, whether it's an RTD beverage I take with me, I think there's just a lot of opportunity there. You also look around the world, um, there's room to grow. The average coffee drinker is drinking about three cups of a um, a comprehensive study from the National Institute of Health said that the greatest health benefits kick, around, kick in around six or seven cups a day. So, quite frankly, we should all be drinking more coffee as we think about our health in the future. And if you look at where people are drinking coffee around the world and how much they're drinking, uh, we have room to grow across the board. So, more places more types, more preparations, and more. Uh, I'm very optimistic, to be honest with you. To maximize on these opportunities, Murray encourages industry players to focus on consumer education about the different types of coffee, where they come from, their environmental and sustainability stories, and, of course, how best to enjoy them. With that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week for another installment. And to ensure that you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes. 
Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.